Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Single Mom Life Podcast. My name is Antoinette, and I am your host. All right, so today's already September 13th, and I am still working on trying to figure out when I can do the 21 days of a podcast. I am a single working mom, and I work way too much and would love to be able to be home with my son more. Hence, this is why I started the podcast so I can talk about everything single mom related regards to custody, child support updates, life updates, and my, just me basically growing up and just talking about life in general. I, my life is chaotic. I have gone through it. Growing up in and out of foster care, not once, but twice, to constantly jumping homes, to being adopted at 18 years old, because they adopted my biological nephew, one of my sister's kids. One, while being split up from all my sisters in my teenage years, to not being able to see my youngest sister in 10 years, and then getting custody of her after... I was a single mom at 21 years old, and I even got, I even lost my own kid to foster care briefly, and I was still able to get custody from foster care of my 16-year-old sister, who I have not seen for 10 years, 10 years, as a single mom, I was able to get custody of her, and Foster care is a touchy subject, you know, growing up in foster care to losing my child for three months in foster care, which I guess I cannot be a foster mom because of that situation. However, somehow, after I closed that case, I was able to get custody of my teenage sister. Make it make sense. Foster care is uh, (laughs) hectic. It's in... I have a negative and positive relationship with foster care. Like, I understand the concept of trying to help kids and reunify them with their parents. But there's sometimes foster care takes away kids that should not be taken away. Just because we're struggling doesn't make you a bad parent. And I'm not saying that's all the case for all foster care cases, but some, some it is. Um, I will go into detail later on in a different episode on how I lost my child to foster care at the age of 22 years old, but then I got custody of my youngest sister while she was a teenager after I closed my foster care case at 23 years old. Um, Today, I am going to follow up and talk about my journey in foster care. I think in the last episode, if you haven't listened to part one and part two, please go ahead and listen to it. In part two, I ended my episode when with me getting hit by a car at 15 years old and losing my two front teeth and swallowing them in the car accident. And when I say I was hit by a car, I mean I was a walking pedestrian and I was hit by a car and it was completely my fault. So just a recap on part one and part two, I basically went over how I didn't even know at the age of seven that I was in foster care. I thought me and my sister, who we are a year apart, we just had different skin color than the family we lived with, that we were, you know, like, just different 
but they weren't, I don't know. I figured we were all still related. I just thought I looked more like my sister than my other sister and brother. So yeah, by the age of seven, I was given back to my birth mom. And that was because she ended up finding a partner that helped her stay sober and she was passing her classes and she ended up having another kid and taking care of that kid for a couple months. The system chose to give me and my sister back so she could have all three of us because she apparently proved that she could take care of a kid. Like, hello, taking care of one kid is completely different than taking care of three kids full time. Plus, her new partner had two kids from a previous relationship. So that's a total of five kids every other weekend. Hmm. Yeah, it was like as a single mom to one boy, I fully understand how hard it is. To take care of one kid, I can't even imagine taking care of three full-time while my partner is doing God knows what. Um, so yeah, I was given back to our birth mom, and in those three years, it was every abuse that you could think of. Sexual abuse, physical, physical abuse, neglect. We eventually were homeless. We were sleeping on the street. Salvation Army put us up in hotels sometimes, but and we had lice. So by the second time we went back to foster care, I was already 10 and my mom's part, my birth mom's partner ended up taking the, our youngest sibling, um, and left with her and took care of her full time. Um, while me and my other sister went back to foster care and my birth mom went and relapsed and off and on. She had a relationship with me and my sister with visits and everything. It was, go back and listen to the other episodes. It was really, really bad. By the time I was 14, I had told her I didn't want a relationship with her and I want her to stop calling me, stop visiting me because it had turned out she knew about my sexual abuse from her own boyfriend and never protected me. And in my eyes at 14, like there's something in me that struck that I don't need her. She gave birth to me. I did not give birth to her. And I am no longer. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I didn't need to have a relationship with her. I was in good foster homes. Good and bad. But I didn't want to waste my weekends going to visits for a woman who couldn't even protect me. And if you grew up in foster care and went through something similar like this, I think you know, like, it's not a good feeling to have that the woman that's supposed to be your mother protect you love you and take care of you can't and it hurts and I know that's a lot of trauma as I grew up as I'm still learning to cope with my trauma it was really really hard as a teenager um, I ended up rebelling doing things I shouldn't have done getting in fights you know trying things I shouldn't so I went through a few foster homes not just because of my behavior but also previous some foster parents they're not great there's some foster parents that should not be foster parents the one foster parent had a mental breakdown and ended up you know trying to hurt me while another one told me I am not your mother and you are not my daughter you're my job you need to remember that like dang <laughs> I'm only 14 15 like this it's really lonely when you're separated from your siblings you don't get to see them you just cut out your birth mom and now you have these foster parents treating you like garbage. 
So that's why I say I have a love-hate relationship with foster care. So by the time I got hit by a car, I had already went through at least three sixth grades, two seventh grades, one eighth grade, one ninth grade, and I want to say three tenth grades. First, like three schools for tenth grade. Um, finally, when I went, got to 10th grade, I actually stayed in the same school all the way till high school. However, I didn't have the greatest experience and I did not do good and I wish I could have taken that back. So where I left off in my last episode, I explained how I was hit by a car, a truck actually, um, going, taking the public bus at 15 years old to go back to a high school that I did not want to leave. But because my foster mom had lived far and she had her own kids to take to school, she couldn't take me to school. So I asked for permission to be able to take the bus to go to this school that I wanted to stay in. It was, I remember it was homecoming game, like September, right? End of September, 10th grade. And we had the football game and I wanted to go, but I had to take the public bus back to school and take the school bus to the game and I was so exhausted I it's completely my fault I wasn't paying attention and I was crossing the street when I shouldn't have been crossing I apparently cars were honking at me but I zoned out and it looked like I was trying to unalive myself apparently to bystanders because cars were honking at me but I, I just kept walking so eventually I was hit by a car and knocked unconscious until I woke up in the hospital And I remember the nurses saying how I had a huge guardian angel because I didn't break any bones. Car was going almost 30 miles an hour. I didn't break nothing. I fractured my first rib and I swallowed my first, my two front teeth. And I explained that in the last episode. Um, What I did not explain was before getting hit by a car, um, the foster mom I was staying at, um, was only I was only there for a couple months, and my birthday is in August, so summertime. And this isn't the first time where I get dropped off at another place. Another, they call it a respite home, where you're there temporar- temporarily while the foster mom is doing something else. And she had gone on vacation and dropped me off to another foster home on my birthday, August 18th, my 15th birthday. All I did was go to the movies and hang out with some friends. They don't, some foster moms don't even get you a cake and celebrate your birthday. It's so sad. Um, so she dropped me off and didn't notify the foster mom she dropped me off to that it was my birthday. The foster sister that had gone with me from that foster home ended up telling the foster mom that we were dropped off at that it was my birthday. And oh my God, you guys, she threw me like a small birthday party out of nowhere. She took me to the store. She's like, what do you want? Chips, food. She's like, um, we'll get you a cake. She had a swimming pool. She's like, you guys can go swimming. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like a 15, like in the Mexican culture, 15th birthday, a woman turned like a girl turning 15. It's an important birthday. And she was like, so sad because nobody celebrated. And she was, I was being dropped off at another home that she wasn't even aware that it was my birthday. She's like, if I knew like she would have thrown me a birthday party. And I thought it was so sweet. I didn't want to leave her home. I ended up having to go back to that foster mom where I had the accident at. Um, after she came back from vacation. 
but once I was hit by a car and she didn't like she cared but I feel like she she was more scared that she was gonna lose her job being a you know a foster mom instead of like caring about me because she shortly after that that's when she told me that I'm her job not her daughter like I guess I was being more emotional and more like nice like thank you like you know trying to hang out with her after I get hit by a car that it was too much for her so that's why she told me that so yeah after she told me that that's when I asked to move and because I was hit by a car I had to move schools so that's why I moved to a different school so I had two schools already in 10th grade and after she told me that like it was a couple weeks after I had already started this new school I left and I asked to be transferred like like placed with the foster mom that I was in that summer that celebrated my birthday so there was an opening. It's so funny saying like there, I was transferred or there was an opening. Um, but yeah, there was a place for me and she let me move with her. And that's the foster mom that I stayed with all throughout the rest of my high school. And I started my third school in 10th grade at, near her house. And I stayed there. Like the way she treated me felt good. The way she like cared made me feel good and that's why I wanted to go live with her and to this day like I adore her she's still like my foster mom um my son does call they my son does call her grandma and I'll go into more detail with that shortly but yeah so after I moved I started my school and at this time just keep in mind when I was in my car accident when I was hit by a car and I, my teeth were knocked out, they gave me caps to cover up my broken teeth because they were broken like all the way almost to the gum. It was disgusting. So I ended up going to the school and not having my teeth, like my cap, the caps they gave at the dentist were temporarily, temporary. So they kept falling off or I would like I lost one and I chewed the other accidentally because it fell off while I was eating. So for a couple of months, I was actually walking around with no teeth. I didn't think people like really, really noticed because back then I never did big smiles because I was so insecure of my teeth. Even before I knocked them out, I was insecure because they were like huge bunny teeth. Like I'm not even lying, huge bunny teeth. So I didn't smile with my teeth showing. I always wanted braces, but supposedly they couldn't find the fundings. So when my teeth were knocked out, so the social worker, my social worker was supposed to find funding for me to get them fixed, but he never did. So in foster care, they have these court hearings every six months to follow up on the kid, the kid's behavior, how are they doing? Like what's the visitation like? For the parents, like, what are they doing in order to get us back out of foster care, right? So shortly after I moved to this new home and I started my new school, I had court before Christmas. And I remember going to court. And to this day, I remember how upset my judge got for me because I had no teeth. And I will never forget it. 
So yeah, apparently I wasn't aware of how much people noticed that my teeth were missing because I didn't do big smiles. But once I fixed my teeth and I went back to school, they were like, oh my God, your teeth are fixed. They look nice. And I remember being so embarrassed, especially when like this one boy commented because he was like my high school crush and he noticed and I was like, oh my God, how embarrassing. That means he like, he saw me without my teeth. <laughs> I mean, eventually people are going to see us without teeth when we're older, right? But at 15, that wasn't cool. When that judge looked at me face to face and saw that I was 15 years old, still with missing front teeth for months, she ripped one to all of the attorneys. Now in foster care, when it comes to court, everybody has an attorney. The children have an attorney. The birth parents have an attorney. The social workers have an attorney. So she literally ripped one to all the attorneys and she, I will never forget, sat there and said, how dare you guys let this girl walk around without two front teeth? We have funding. You need to go and find the funding and get her the funding to fix her teeth because she is in high school. High school, probably being teased, you know, facing whatever comes out of not having front teeth, her self-esteem. If this was any of your children, you guys would fix the teeth right away. There's no way that she is walking around with no front teeth because we cannot find funding. So yeah, shortly after that, they found the funding magically and I was able to fix my two front teeth. And I did see the reimbursement check when I went to the dentist and it cost like over $2,000 just to fix my two front teeth. I needed a full root canal on my right big tooth because it, the tooth had um, been scraped so far up that it hit a nerve and there was it was like completely almost all missing. So they had to do a complete root canal and put a cap on that. And then my left one, they didn't need to do a root canal, but they needed to um, get the molding and put another cap on that one as well. So my two front teeth are completely fake. I do want to look into getting them fixed again. Um, that's definitely something to save and put in one of my saving categories to budget out because I know that well, when I Google stuff, it looks like they should be replaced off, like every 10 years, I want to say, and it's been like 15 years. So I should probably get them um, changed out because I know with technology, like everything has changed. On my right tooth, since I have the root canal and a different cap, it's like a silver lining on top. And like I can see it, of course, because up to my gums, other people can't see it unless I show them. But I think um, now they do it where they don't have to have that silver lining. So I would love to get them fixed. Um, so that way, obviously, they look better too. Um, and yeah, I need a deep clean as well. So I definitely need to budget that out. And later on, that's actually the boy I started dating. He was like my first official boyfriend. And I guess everybody calls him my first love. And I, I think he was because he was the first one I opened up to about a lot of things like growing up in foster care and meeting his parents. And he meant a lot to me. But now that I'm an adult and I'm a mom, if I really had to say my first was... I would think it wasn't him. Anyways, let's get back into the story. So after I fixed my teeth, I ended up, you know, 
finishing 10th grade at that school, starting 11th grade, and everything was going good. But towards the middle of 11th grade, um, it got bad because I got into a physical fight with somebody and it ruined my chance of being on the dance team um, because of that fight. It it did a lot to my teenage years. Um, having that physical fight in high school ruined a lot. And I wish I could have taken it back after <laughs> afterwards. But, you know, it is what it is. And because of that fight, I was expelled from school. I got put on probation. I was not allowed to be on the dance team. I failed 11th grade that semester um, because I was kicked out towards the end of the year. Um, And I already had two semesters to make up because I had moved to three different schools in 10th grade. I literally only passed one or two classes in 10th grade. So I had at this point now a year and a half to make up by 12th grade in order to graduate and I did not make it so yeah I have never had a graduation ceremony growing up because well fifth grade I had lice so they kicked us out at the end of the year I never did my fifth grade graduation in eighth grade that's when I was living in Anaheim and the foster mom that I was living with lost both her parents that year So I remember eighth grade graduation, it was a little drizzly, like a little rainy outside. So she was like really sad and didn't want to take me to my graduation. So I said, it's okay. You know, we could stay home. So yeah, never went to my eighth grade graduation. Uh, My friend at that time, actually, I remember she told me she had balloons and everything for me when I saw her again in ninth grade and I felt bad, you know, but I was like, whatever, you know, because I didn't go to fifth grade graduation. And then my high school graduation, I actually did not make it because of five credits, which is equivalent to one class. Um, During that time when I got into that fight, like I said, I had already missed almost a year worth of school and I failed that semester as well. So I had a lot to make up. When they expelled me, I was so afraid. I was like, I'm not going to make it, you know, like forget school like what's the point like I didn't want to go to a continuation high school and they wanted me to go to a continuation high school eventually they gave in and the school allowed me back in the school for my senior year um but that was because my I think my foster mom talked with them a lot because I was she saw that I was really going through it like even that summer before 12th grade I ran away I ran away and went to go hang out with my boyfriend, did things, ex-boyfriend, that I should not have done at that time. I was almost 17, and yeah, I did what I did. I was in such a bad headspace at that time. Um, I never did anything again after that because me and my ex-boyfriend weren't even together, and we never talked again after that. So my first experience was awful, if you know what I mean about my first experience what it is yeah it was awful I never did anything again for a year after that until after I graduated I didn't graduate (laughs) after I finished high school and after I turned 18 once I turned 18 I signed myself up for adult school and finished those last five credits and got my GED 
I remember during that time when they said I wasn't going to my graduation ceremony, I was even more sad again because I had barely missed it by five credits, which again is one class. And in the year 2009, yes, I am class 2009, um, they had decided to remove the high school exit exam test. So a lot of people that year who did not pass the high school exit exam, but had their credits, were still able to walk. I passed my high school ex exit exam with high scores. Like I passed the 350 that we needed. I was like 400, almost 500 score. However, because I had one class missing. And the crazy part is I had one class missing for math, but I had five extra credits for like, I think it was like um, an elective. I was like, are you, are you serious? Like I have more than the credits that I need to graduate. However, I failed this one class. So it's one class that's a requirement. So I don't get to graduate. And I passed my high school exit exam, but you're not letting me walk. Like, it hurt because I was just like, that year was so unfair. Like, if they were letting people walk who didn't pass the high school exam, I feel like they should have made an acceptance, an acceptance that year and allowed people who only missed, like, one or two classes walk. You know what I mean? Huh. But anyways, so, yeah, I am looking forward to the day that I am able to have an actual ceremony where everybody is there and my son can see me walk across the stage because I have I have never been to a graduation that I worked hard for, you know? That I didn't get kicked out or miss credits. Like, ugh, at least I made it to prom. So yeah, around that time, my senior year is also the same year where my sister who was living in a group home where like a year apart announced that she was having a baby and my social worker told me that because she she is um on drugs and running away and you know doing things she shouldn't be doing they won't be able to place her in a foster home just because she's having a baby and nobody's willing to take a teenager with her level of care and a baby together so they had to separate um my nephew from her and eventually, she ended up going MIA because she was young. She didn't even know how to change his diaper. She'd be like, ew, somebody else change it. Um, because we were not on good terms. Because she constantly blamed me for us being in foster care again. Um, the second time at 10 years old. Because I didn't run away from the cops. Because I was tired of sleeping on the street. Because, I don't know. She just blames me for being in foster care. Um... So she didn't allow me to see my nephew until he was like eight months old. She gave permission for me to have a visit. So I started visiting him and she, she ended up going MIA. And his foster parents um, eventually wanted to adopt him. Their goal was for him to un reunify with my sister. But they saw that she was a lost teenager. They saw like her go MIA and eventually, after a year and a half, if she's not back in the picture, they will terminate her rights and allow him to be adopted. So they waited. And during that time, they asked me, an 18-year-old, if I would like to be part of their family. 
they were allowing me to like have sleepovers at their house. And I remember one time I stayed there for a week before I was adopted or before I moved in with them because it turns out I got the swine flu. They took care of me. They gave me soup, like a comfortable bed with like nice linen. Like I remember being 18 and I cried because I felt so special being taken care of for the first time in my life while I was sick. Um, so of course, when they asked if they could adopt me and my nephew as well, like I was shocked, but I, I was like, yes, like I loved being with them. Um, when I moved out of my foster mom's house to my adopted parent's house, it was a transition, um, from going from like being this teenager doing basically whatever I wanted as long as I was home in a decent time and I wasn't getting in trouble and I was never one to like pick up drugs or anything so my foster mom like would let me out like whenever it was just that you know that time that I got into a big fight and got on probation after I fixed my probation and got off it before I turned 18 and finished my community service she was always telling me like go ahead you know do what you want to do um so yeah it was definitely a transition when I got adopted to uh, having rules and asking permission when I could go out, having curfew and constantly helping them take care of my nephew and babysitting. It was a huge, a huge transition. So me being 18, I just wanted to be free. I wanted to live my life without finally being told what to do or have curfew or social worker visits. So by the time I was 19, no, no, by the time I was 20, I asked to move out and go live on my own. They were living in LA County where I grew up in Orange County with my foster mom. So I wanted to move back to Orange County to be with my friends that I grew up with in high school. And I decided to rent a room with a friend so I could live there instead of living with my adopted parents. And Loki, I wish I would have stayed. I wish I would have stayed with them and learned more instead of running away when I felt like things weren't going my way. I do realize as an adult that was always my trauma response. Like if I got in trouble or I was doing bad at their house, like I just wanted to run away. And eventually I did. I used it as like me wanting, you know, to be free, but part of me was also running away from all of my, it felt like my responsibility to help babysit my nephew and curfew and being told what to do was too much for me. And I love them and I appreciate them adopting me and being there for me. But I don't know, as an adult, it was like, it was really hard for me to go backwards and trying to like restructure myself to learn all these rules and things I didn't have growing up. Do I wish things were different and that I stayed and stuck through it and finished my college instead of dropping out because I ended up living with a friend, going out, having fun going to like events and by the time I was 21 I was pregnant 
and you will never believe who I got pregnant by. Do you remember how I mentioned my foster mom that I moved in when I was 15, stayed with her until we finished high school, went through all that drama, you know, being kicked out, getting in a fight, everything with? Remember how I said she had total seven kids living there? Five foster kids and two of her own? Remember how I told you? <laughs> yeah, one 12-year-old, two 13-year-olds, three 15-year-olds, and one 16-year-old. Well, see, those three kids that came back to live with her, two of them were girls. One was 13, one was 15, and the 16-year-old was a boy. Well, when I turned 18, before I got adopted and before I moved out officially, me and him started sleeping together. And we shouldn't have, but we did. And when I was even living over there with my adoptive parents, sometimes we text and like hang out. Um, once I moved back to Orange County, when I moved out of my adoptive parents, we started like a relationship for not even like two months, but it turns out we were better off as friends with benefits. So we broke it off and just stayed as friends with benefits because I don't know. He was like jealous of some guy and he ended up breaking up with me over a text message and we tried to work it out again but apparently I wanted too much of an explanation for him to deal with so he was like you know what never mind and we just stayed as friends with benefits but then I got I ended up getting pregnant um after we stayed as friends with benefits and then when I was 20 and I moved back to Orange County, we hung out and he was finally single after a long time that he was with somebody. So he actually asked me out and I was like, oh my God, yes. Like a little girl, you know? And we dated for, I want to say like two months until he broke up with me over a text message back in 2012. And he um blamed it on like, me being like too much. So I was like, okay, cool, bye. And around my birthday time, he messaged me again, trying to, no, his birthday time, he tried to like work it out with me. And apparently I wanted a reason why he broke up with me and it was too much for him. So he was like, oh, forget it. So we just stayed as friends with benefits. And after my birthday, he messaged me, hey, happy birthday. Like our birthdays are one month apart. His is in July, mine's in August. I had went to um, a rave for my 21st birthday and he was like, oh, hope you're having fun. You know, like, hope to see you soon, babe. And of course it brought me in. I was like, oh yeah, let's hang out. And we kept being friends with benefits like every month, every couple of weeks we would hang out. And next thing you know, I got pregnant at the age of 21. Like literally two months after I turned 21, like, how did we go from being 18 to 21 and I never got pregnant and then all of a sudden I was going out, I was enjoying life and then I got pregnant. So of course he blames me, it's all my fault, you know, plan B, you know, you didn't take it, you know, I was setting him up, blah, 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 but we've never protected ourselves for three years and I didn't get pregnant. 
all of a sudden, now I'm pregnant. Whether he wants to blame me or I want to blame him, it doesn't matter. Once somebody's pregnant, like, you need to step up. Take responsibility for what both of you did. I fully believe it falls on both, both people when somebody gets pregnant. It's not about the A word afterwards, the woman can make the choice, blah, blah, blah. The choice is made before intercourse. Before. Like, how are we going to protect ourselves? Period. I'm not going to bring up anything else in regards to that situation. But yeah, in the next episode, I will go into more detail of how it was after I got pregnant at the age of 21 and what happened after I told my adoptive parents and everything. And I will even explain more about what happened when I lost my son to foster care for those three months in the next episode. So stay tuned. And I hope you listen to the next episode. And if you haven't already, listen to part one and part two as well. DM me, message me if you have any questions or comments, or if you want to email me a story that you have and you want me to share, go ahead and email me at AntoinetteRenneeXO at gmail.com. I will put my email in the description if you would like to do that. And yeah, I'll see you next episode. Have a great day.